so I'm gonna be completely honest with everybody. There was there wasn't supposed to be an episode this week. I was just gonna skip it, and, and I wasn't gonna provide any sort of an explanation on social media for why there wouldn't be an episode. I was just gonna gl- gloss over it and move on. You know, I don't. I I, I want to be open with you guys, but I also don't feel the need to share every small fucking detail of my personal life on here. You know, let me. Let me keep some shit bottled up. Let me keep it to myself. And that was just the way that it was going to be. Um, but I did decide just to try and get on here and like just very, very briefly recap what I thought about last week's new releases. Just, just so I can have like some closure on the month. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Just so I can have some closure on the month of May. I know I did the top 10 episode for, uh, fuck, I'm sorry top 10 artists episode but there are still a couple of songs and bands that i didn't get to mention on that episode that i wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about today uh and if anybody couldn't tell like i have nothing prepared for this episode there are no notes in front of me nothing i I didn't go through the normal preparation process that i have for prior episodes so this is very disorganized very discombobulated I'm also recording this in my mom's apartment as opposed to the house that I live in. And so this is a different setting. It's raining outside right now. I don't know if that is going to pick up on the audio. I also don't know if me talking right now is annoying any of the neighbors because these walls are paper fucking thin. But whatever. Let's just, um, what's a good place to start? I think, um, I think I'm just going to go through like some of the singles, not all of them, but the ones that caught my attention, like on a, on a real massive level. Uh, cause there were a few of them last week. I, I pretty much liked every song from last week. So, you know, if you go to Twitter or Instagram at Ulterior, you can see like specifically every song that I reviewed. And I will go ahead and recommend all of them, but I'm just going to go through a, a few of the notable standout ones. Um, AFI's Tied to a Tree. That song was actually really fucking sick. And I kind of feel that way about every single release so far for this new AFI album. I don't have in front of me when that record is out, but this is the first time that I feel, you know, overly, opti- not overly, but like very optimistic about an AFI record since Burials is what it was called. The one that had I Hope You Suffer and 17 Crimes. That was like eight years ago by this point. Um, as it is dropped IDGAF, which is their first song in three years at this point. Um, or first, new song because they did they did remix some stuff off of um the great depression but as far as like original material this is the first since that album back in 2018 uh there's a lot of angst to it uh it sounds really cool it's not necessarily a continuation of the great depression but it, it kind of like channels that same like i just said angst and aggression that was found on that record it was a really cool song i enjoyed it a lot creeper had maybe the biggest surprise of the year so far with their song Midnight. I I don't like Creeper. There's only been one Creeper song I've ever been fond of, and that was Black Rain, which is over four years old by this point. I had no expectations for anything related to Creeper, yet the song Midnight it is so fucking good and captivating, and I just could not pull myself away from it. And it's not it's not even like, you know, in tune with anything I would normally listen to. It has, like, such a classical feel to it. It reminds me a lot of something I would have heard on, like, Violet Evergarden. I, I guess specifically the opening song for that series. Um, 
But yeah, Creeper fucking surprised me. Like, their record last year, Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void, love the name of it, couldn't fucking stand the record. This new song is fucking insane, and there's an EP attached to this that's out in July, and suddenly I am so on fucking board with Creeper. Um, there's another Jute song called Daydreaming. Like, just, you know, always expect to, to listen to this show every week if you do that, and... I'm gonna fucking praise Jutes no matter what. Daydreaming is so catchy. It's so much fun. Like every other Jutes song that he's put out. Um, I wasn't saying the past couple of weeks, but like really just, like Jutes' entire discography is filled with some fucking great, cool, fun moments that, you know, I, I really, really fuck with. The rain is picking up. I don't know if it's going to affect the audio. I apologize if it does. Uh, we got Romantic Disaster by Lil Lotus featuring Chrissy Costanza from Against the Current. Would have never imagined this pairing for a song, but it works incredibly well. I fucking dig everything Lil Lotus is doing, whether it's, you know, his own solo material or If I Die First. Lil Lotus is fucking it this year, man. He is, he is everything that this music scene needs and Romantic Disaster is further proof of that, and he did announce an album for August, so that is for sure something to look forward to. Our Last Night uh, had a song called Cold-Blooded. I... This is weird, because, like, you know, it's easy to sit on here, or, or get on this show, I mean, and slander Our Last Night, because they definitely have done a lot of shit to warrant, to warrant slander. Um, but, you know... I'm always reminded, maybe not always, but just more often than not reminded that they have such good original material. Like, they're not just a cover band. That's predominantly what they're known for, and that is how they elevate themselves and got their name, really. But their original material is still so good. I remember in 2015 they had an album, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, like Young Dream or, or Younger Dreams, some shit like that. That was really, really, really fucking good. And you know what? This new song, Cold-Blooded, is also amazing. I like it a lot, and it frustrates me that, you know, I can't always give Our Last Night their credit because they do shit, like, very frequently to, like, um, dilute that, really. But, you know, as far as this new song, Cold-Blooded, goes, again, like I've already said, it's very, very good. I liked it a lot. Uh, Poppy covered Fear of Dying, which is originally by Jack Off Jill. I know I've heard the original version before, but it was a while back. It's not a song that was, like, in my rotation regularly or stuck in my head regularly. Poppy fucking shines on this cover, just like Poppy shines on everything else she does. I I've probably spoken ad nauseum before about how much I love Poppy, but I really, really cannot stress it enough. Poppy is, like, a fucking idol to me. I love Poppy. I love this cover. I need some... I need some more material from her soon, and maybe that's going to happen, because she is touring with Deftones this fall. At least, I'm pretty sure the tour is still on, because there are tickets available. Um, so yeah, more popping this year would definitely be fucking ace. Uh, Savage Hands dropped Love No More. Savage Hands is a, is a band that kind of... They both won me over, and also lost me on their last album. I don't remember the name of it, but it came out... January 2020, it was a few weeks before the pandemic started, and there was a song on there, I believe it's The Closer, it's called Never Change, that song is fucking amazing, I love it, and I I'm struggling to remember, like, the rest of the record at this point, it, it didn't stick with me, this new single, Love No More, it it's pretty good, I, I do like it a lot, 
I am hoping for more material this year from Savage Hands that is able to, you know, allow me to fully embrace them as a, a band that I, I I cement as one that I pay attention to regularly. Siamese dropped Rather Be Lonely. Siamese is making some fucking moves, y'all. Like, this is a band that, if they have an album, uh, you know, in the last half of this year, which feels like it's going to happen, that could be dangerous to, like, year-end award shit. Like, Siamese, they have not missed on any single so far. They're really fucking good. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, power and energy and soul in this track. Like, it resonates with me. I feel every lyric and melody. And it's just... I I'm probably just saying good and so good and fucking good over and over again for these songs but that's just how i felt and rather be lonely by siamese was one of the standout songs from last week for myself spirit box dropped secret garden and that is attached to their debut album eternal blue which is out on september 17th i believe that's the day it's the same day as don broco's new album so that is instantly easily the most packed day of the year for music for myself even if it's just those two records um spirit box they've got everything man they, they they have the songs they have the following they've got the talent within the band you know they have the buzz around them i would imagine that in a post-covid world they're gonna have the tours to go along with with all of this shit happening to them they're fucking it they are they're the next pillar band in our scene Secret Garden only further cements that. This is gonna be, this is gonna be massive, this record in September. I cannot fucking wait for it. I, I would imagine that, you know, the entire scene stratosphere is anticipating this record as well. It is going to be unreal. That's kind of all I'm gonna go through for singles. And, and there are other singles I can recommend here, like, you know, Leave Me When I'm Low by Starletta, Lips by The Main, um, yeah, that, that's that's all I'm going to go for with the singles. But again, I liked all the singles from last week. So uh, if you come across Ulterior on social media, definitely definitely see specifically what was there. Maybe something can be to your liking, you know? So I think now I'm just going to I'm gonna look at the records and, and not really in an order. Um, kind of just what jumps out at me. Um, you know, Our Hollow, Our Homes, Burn in the Flood. That was an album. Um, I liked it a lot, honestly. But I... I think this style of metalcore can easily become stale. Okay, this is a couple hours later. Uh, I was editing this episode right now, and I, I, I really didn't like how I just, like, seemingly brushed right over this Our Hollow, Our Home record. I thought that was kind of disrespectful, and I, I wasn't giving this band their proper time on this show. Um, I, I did like the album. Really, it was every song except for track number 10, which is called Blood. And this is a rare instance where a metalcore band kind of scaling things back, I thought hindered their performance rather than like accentuated it like it normally does in my opinion. Um, so those are shining moments on this record, I think. Um, th my issue with it, I guess, is that for, for one album, this is fine. I like it. If the next Our Hollow, Our, Hollow, Our Home, that's kind of a tongue twister. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just dumb. Um, the next, our Hollow, Our Home record, I need something a little bit different. I, I need them to switch up this formula, you know, just a bit, and I, I really think that this band can become something special. Right now, they're a good band, they're on my radar, it, it's not a record that I that I would put above 
a lot of the records that I reviewed on this show, but again, it was enjoyable. Go check it out. Uh, Drown the Cities, The Colors, Colors We Don't Know was very, very good EP. Liked it a lot. Um, a, a ton of energy with that band. They kind of remind me of Make Them Suffer in, in some ways. I guess like that duality between, you know, the heavy screams and then the enchanting vocals. Uh, Shaded had an EP called uh, 002 or 002, however you want to say that. Um, I, I didn't realize that a lot of this EP had already been released prior. So when I heard Comedy, which is the opening track, I was so fucking blown away and even more astonished knowing that it wasn't a new song and I somehow missed it back when it dropped. Uh, but, but there's a lot of, you know, fun energy, fun vibrancy to that record or EP, I mean. It's a record either way, I guess. Um, Hot Mulligan's EP, I Won't Reach Out to You. Sad Boy Anthems, uh, very heartfelt. Uh, you know, you, you can have a good cry to the CP. I, I, I did like it. Um, Hot Mulligan is maybe a band that I still need a little bit more convincing on, but this is a step in the right direction. Uh, uh, Adventurer's album, I don't know how to say the name of this. Uh, Pacifica? I, I, maybe that's it. I'm not too sure. Uh, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, swan core vibes in this record, math core, things like that. Um, you know, if you fuck with like Dance Gavin Dance, Fall of Troy. I, I would say those are the two bands that I was able to pick from from these songs the most. Uh, it, it has this weird thing near the end of it where like the final two songs are either like primarily acoustic or entirely acoustic. I can't remember exactly because I didn't do my research prior to recording this episode. I only heard the album twice over the weekend and that was kind of it. Uh, but I did really, really enjoy it. You know, the, there's a lot of like like, intricate details in these songs that you won't really pick up on the first listen, so you go back and you hear them again, and you're like, that that was such a cool touch, how did they do that, things like that. Um, but yeah. So, and the next two were my my two favorite releases of the week. We got Bloom, which is the new EP from Of Mice and Men. This is a fucking redemption arc, if I've ever seen one. I think I said that, like, verbatim in the monthly recap episode, but Of Mice and Men... Like, they, they are just, they are having a banner year so far. With only six songs to their name in 2021, this is everything that this band needed to just, you know, propel themselves back to the top echelon of the scene. We had already heard uh, the title track Bloom as a single back in April, and then they come in with Levy as the opener, and then Pulling Teeth as the closer. Th these songs are, are fucking, they're heavy. They, you know, I, I would say heavier than anything from the Timeless EP. Um, Pulling Teeth has, like, every bit of that Aaron Pauly energy you want in the cleans. There's just so much about this EP that works. And, you know, three songs, if you can get through them, I think you'll be rewarded by the end of it. This is a fucking stellar release, and it's so incredibly comforting to know that this isn't it for Mice and Men this year. There's still at least one more, I believe, EP coming. Maybe two, if that's something that, you know, has been talked about before and I just happen to miss it. I'm not sure. But either way, a Mice and Men is one of the standout bands of this year. I, I don't know how I counted them out. And then lastly is Wither Away's album, I Won't Find Hope in You. This is fucking excellent. A perfect record, in my opinion. You know, it channels all of the like, bits and pieces of metalcore and post-hardcore 
throughout the last two decades that really, really speak to me. And on the subject of speaking to me, some of these track names look like they're related to anime, and that is, like, that is such an easy way to pull me in and grab me. And maybe they're all related to anime, but, like, just the ones that I was able to recognize. So, like, April, Spring is Coming feels like it's about uh, your lie in April. Kagune ruined me could be about Tokyo Ghoul. Shadow form maybe fairy tale, but I don't know for sure. The town where only I am missing is about erased. Persona I would imagine is about Persona. I, I think Dark Room could have some ties to Yu-Gi-Oh, but you know I I'm not totally sold on that. And then the closing track Your Name is probably about the fucking movie Your Name. And on the subject of that song, Your Name is one of the coolest songs I've heard all year so far. It's my favorite song on this record. I, I cannot stop listening to it. It is so heartfelt and, and it has like that like emotional instrumentation that's hard to really explain. But I think if you know what I'm talking about, it's definitely something that you can fuck with. You know, it's, it's heavy when it needs to be and when it's called for. And then on the opposite end of that, it is so full of life and soul when, again, that is called for. Wither Away just fucking outdid themselves on this record. Potentially my favorite record of May. I'm not really ruling out that possibility. I've heard it a lot. I need to go back to it more and more just to have that full appreciation for this album that I really, really desire. Um... Yeah, so I think I'm just gonna, just gonna leave this there. I know this is very disorganized, not professional whatsoever, but it was either this or no episode. And I'm getting it done in, you know, less than 20 minutes when last week's, uh, last week's episode, I think was like an hour and a half. And that was very, very draining for me, especially given where my mental state is at currently. So something like this is probably beneficial for me and maybe, I will, you know, tweak this format and stick with this weekly because I think people would rather listen to something like this short of a format rather than the hour to an hour and a half that I've been expanding these past few episodes. And truthfully, that's been burning me out. So, you know, again, maybe maybe something like this will stick. If you hear this episode and you think that this was easier to get through than any other any of the other ones, fuck, I'm stumbling. Please let me know. It would be great to have some kind of feedback on this format. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, just sign off now. Hopefully the rain doesn't make too much noise in the background. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene.